Yitzchak reached a level not stamped. He had an amazing path. He said to himself, wait a second, I need to use my own tools. Wherever you get your podcasts from or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Uvracha. Parshas told us, Parsha begins, when we know Rashi tells us that Yitzchak goes to one corner and Davins to have a son, and Rivka goes to the other corner and Davins as well. Then the Pasuk tells us that HaKadosh Buhu answered his tefillah. Rashi points out, based on the Gemara, his tefillah are not hers. Why? Why did HaKadosh Buhu answer Davka Yitzchak's tefillah and not Rivka? Because Rashi says, Eino doime which means that you can't not compare davening of someone that's a tzaddik who's a son of a tzaddik, which was Yitzchak, the son of Avram, as opposed to Rivka, who is the daughter of a rasha, of Besuel. The question begs itself, Hare, we know that to be a tzaddik and work on yourself from zero with a negative environment around you. And we know the Rambam tells us how the environment affects one. And you have the worst examples around you. And still, you manage to get to become a tzaddik, a tzaddikist like Rivka was. That's on a face value, seems to be worth a lot more than someone that became a tzaddik. But everyone around him was a tzaddikim. His father was a big tzaddik. He had everything ready for him. So surely you would think at first glance, that a tefillah of a tzaddik ben Rasha should have more of a hashpa, more of a roishem on HaKadosh Baruch. And even Rashi himself stresses this idea that the psukim are hinting to us, the shevach of Rivka, the unbelievable accomplishment that she had, that she became a tzaddikist despite her environment. As Rashi tells us at the beginning of the parsha, that Rivka was the daughter of Besuel Harami Mipadan Aram, who was, by the way, the sister of Lavan Arami. Of course, we know that already. There's not even one letter redundant in the Torah. Says Rashi, the reason we were told this is because it's important to emphasize and remind us. Her brother was a Rasha. Her father was a Rasha. The area she was living in were a shaim, and still she became a tzaddik. So the question screams out, why did HaKadosh Buchu Davka answer the request, the davening, the prayer of Yitzchak as opposed to Rivka? Of course, both their davening were amazing, but there must have been some sort of element that was greater in Yitzchak's davening than Rivka. What was that? So, Pshat, I saw that they want to bring down that yes, it could be and probably makes sense that the tefillah of Rivka and the level of where Rivka reached is a higher level. And it's more it's 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 way harder to do what she did. And hence her reward, which we know the reward is based on how difficult something was for you to achieve. She would get more reward than Yitzchak on being able to reaching a level of a tzaddik as opposed to Yitzchak. However, the spiritual DNA in the world is as such that tefillah has more of a hashpa if you also have schus avus. And Yitzchak had that schus avus from his father, whereas Rivka didn't have the schus avus from her father. And that's proven in our, in the Nusach Dan Sheikh. Nesis Agdoila wrote in our tefillah that we say We keep, keep emphasizing this idea who our fathers were, our forefathers were, and the fact that Avon did Akeda Sitzchak and it should be a merit for us, etc. Second malach I want to share with you is the Chiddush I want to suggest, and it's the following. It's true, could be that usually a tzaddik bin Rasha, someone that became a tzaddik, even though despite the fact that the father was a wicked person, usually that's that's better. That reaches higher levels. And even their tefillah reaches higher levels than a tzaddik ben tzaddik, for, like we said in the question. But over here, Yitzchak 
reached the level not stam of a tzaddik ben tzaddik. There's an extra element over here with him being a tzaddik ben tzaddik, and that is he had an amazing path paved for him already by his father. But yet he said to himself, "Wait a sec. I need to use my own tools that I have to be oivad Hashem. My own tools. I don't just like Chazal tell us in numerous places." In Midrash Rabbah, in Pinchas, in Sanhedrin, in Mishlei, it keeps saying this idea. For example, we'll take out the one in Mishlei. It says, Kabedes Hashem Hoincha. Rashi over there says, Mikol Mashikhanancha, Afilu Mikol Arev. Even if anything unique, a special skill Akadishbuhu gave you, either through your environment or through your DNA, use it to be Oyved Hashem. Use those attributes, those characteristics you have to be Oyved Hashem. Same is in the Malbim, in the Ramchal, in Rav Dessler, etc, etc. Whereas everyone should take the tools they have and use those tools to be Oyved Hashem. And that's why HaKadosh Buhu created a world Keshem Shepatsufehem Shoinim, just like each one's physical appearance differs from his fellow Jew, so too they say him, everything about them. Their characteristics are different. Everyone has different percentages of different midois, different characteristics, and they should. The thing we should have in common, as the Ramchal says in Mesilas Yisharim, is that we should use those characteristics to be mal b'machut shamayim in the world and be oivad Hashem, and that's why we were put on in this world. So too Yitzchak, he would have had an easy way. Everything was taught him by Avram. He could have just followed his path. But no, he said, my tafkid, my job over here in this world is different than my father. And my father went over on the general Mahalach of Chesed, but I am going in the Mahalach of Gvua because I realize those are the koiches HaKadosh Buhu Bedrim. Now that is way more difficult to do because you see in front of your face an amazing path that's paved for you by your father. All you have to do is Take his hand and he'll walk you through it. That's way, way more difficult to say no. That's the easy way. But that's not the way that's right for me. I'm going to do my path with my tools to do what Ratzon Hashem is for me. And I'll apply it to me. That's way harder to do because you have an easy way out, an easy way in, we'll call it. As opposed to Rivka, that she realized this is totally off the environment I was brought up in. So she realized, of course, I need to be a tzaddikis. This is wrong the way they're living. So that's a, that's that's an easy decision. As opposed to Yitzchak. Hashem at the end of the vote will connect this to the situation we are holding in today. But I want to share with you another mahalach. Mahalach number three. And that says the altar Mikelim. It's brought down by Rav Dessler, Mikhtav Meliyahu. And he says the following. Maseches Yuma, we see this idea, Atikta Kashya Mechadita. Which means there's a certain element that something's ancient, old already. It's more difficult than something's new. What does this mean? Applying it to us. When a person starts learning something new or realizes something new, he has this amazing emotional push, a certain enthusiasm to do this. So when you realize what life's all about and you make a major change like a girl does or about Shuva does, then he starts off with tremendous emotion and you see the hitlahavut, the islavus he has in Avoida Sashem. You see a Baal Tshuva davening, you really get, you're amazed. But sometimes, unless you work on yourself, it dies off. And that enthusiasm, enthusiasm wears off as you move on. Yitzchak, as he grew up into an amazing environment, he was doing everything, but it was mutba in him by his father. He didn't really, it became routine. He became so used to it. So even though something that's actually quite sublime can easily become rote. And then you disconnect emotionally from the thing and you do it on autopilot. And therefore, if a tzaddik, if you become a tzaddik despite the fact that your father's a tzaddik and you do it 
but you do it with pninius. You do it, you become a tzaddik, not just external, externally speaking, by your actions, but in your pninius. Wow, that's amazing. That's something that you can't compare to Rivka, to, Rasha, to tzaddik ben Rasha, because a tzaddik ben Rasha, he naturally has the enthusiasm because Rivka realized on her own, wow, this is the way to live. And she gets enthusiastic about it. But a person that starts off his life and has it as hergel, it becomes, it, be, it becomes mundane. And yet Yitzchak still said no. Just like Avraham Avinu worked on himself to figure out who's running the world, because no one taught him, and therefore he had that automatic, amazing enthusiasm, so too Yitzchak says, even though it's true for sure, because I believe my father and I see how he lives his life, I want to get to that truth on my own. And Bemet Chazam tell us that a person has to work on himself hard to figure out that there's only one creator, Hashem created the world, the same entity, HaKadosh Baruch that took us out of Mitzrayim, he's the one that created the world, and he's the one that's doing Ashkacha Pratis for us all the time, etc., etc., when a person gets to this realization, it becomes real. You become enthusiastic. We know when we spoke about this previous Divrei Torah that our, one of the number, our number one enemy that the Yitzhara has is when thing becomes mundane because that disconnects us emotionally from what we're doing. It just we do it on Arab. And the way to get out of that, we spoke at the time, is you have to constantly appreciate what you have or appreciate the os, the, the, the extreme of the situation. Just like a situation, be it good things that you have that we're able to breathe every second, the way our body works and the way Hashem created an amazing, perfect world for us. We have to appreciate that. When you appreciate that, so even if someone gives you a lift every day to work or to kolal, you'll appreciate it. You'll never say, I expect to get it because it's already became Hergel. No, you appreciate it and therefore you'll always be amazed by what HaKadosh Baruch has done for us. So too, for in a difficult situation and Midas Sadin is hovering over us, then you have to realize, wait a second, this is a crazy situation. We have brothers and sisters captives. We have brothers in the front lines right now in a place that is very dangerous, fighting so that we'll be able to live Torah in Elsie soil. We have Jews all over the world that are not in a simple situation and we have to dove for us, for them and for us and scream out for that. You see many G'doylim now screaming out, everyone has to do their role and I'm going to send a link also with Rav Asher Weisschlita how he explains that everyone has their role to do and we cannot, at the beginning there was, everyone was very emotionally affected by what has been happening but there's a danger right now. There's a danger that as time is going by, the enthusiasm dies off and we become like nature. Naturally speaking, the teva of a person is to just get used to the situation. But no, we cannot let that happen. I heard Rav Rosenblum Shlita scream out to his crowd, I have, I have one of my Talmidim is in the front lines, he's a katsin, and he told me, keep davening for us, keep davening for us. And he told them a certain, a certain story that there were three it's called an amel. I don't know what it's called in English. That takes a person from one tank to another. And for and and there was a huge miracle because the guy in the first namel in the first vehicle suddenly the the chain got stuck, so it was dangerous to be there. So he left. The other two vehicles saw him running, so they all started running. We're talking about thirty six people in all those three three vehicles. And a second later, we're all blown up. If it wasn't for the chain being stuck and him, the first person running away, they all wouldn't have run away. Chas v'shalom. Another 36 soldiers would have been killed. And he said, he told his Rebbe, what can this be if not the Tfilis? Please continue davening. And also three top, top guys from the army asked Bnei Brak, 
Rabbanim, please try to get people to daven fast, but dafka at night, from, from seven at night till five in the morning, because that is the most sensitive time of what's happening there. And we need your tefillahs. Baruch Hashem, we see achdus from all perspectives. And Rav Asher Weiss, the link I'm sending you, will also speak about that. And hence, I just want to say the two last mahalchim we explained. Why dafka Yitzchak, who's a tzaddik ben tzaddik, his tefillah was able to affect the situation more than Rivka, even though logically speaking, you would think in Svara, Rivka's davening is way higher. And the answer is because Yitzchak, number one, didn't let it become rote. He worked on himself from Plinius, despite the fact he had the easy way that Avram already paid from the path. So it didn't become Hergel, despite the natural way you would expect it to be, yes, Hergel and mundane. And number two, he wanted to be Oived Hashem with his tools. And that's what we need to realize now. And that's what Rabbi Asher Weiss also talks in the link I'm sending you. That over there he says, we're in a situation that everyone has to do their role. Some are learning the base Midrash, some are davening, some are mamish risking their lives in a very dangerous place. And if we all work together with Achdus and everyone does their tafkid with the skill sets that HaKadosh Buhu gave in Mirza Hashem, our oivim will fall in front of us and will be megalik with Shemaim in the world, which is what we are meant to do with all those characteristics and skills that HaKadosh Buhu gave us. Have a good Shabbos and may we hear only the Soyuz Toivus. This concludes another episode of the Prism of Torah. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, prismofterror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yona Vefa for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another lightning conversation on the Prism of Terror.